Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com AFC Bournemouth 1, West Ham 1, first game of the season out of the way. Um, as I predicted, weirdly, Riley, the one video where I do a prediction for the game, you're not there, um, so, you know, and I, I urge you to go and watch the video just to confirm it, but yeah, I did think it'd be one all. Um, overall, mate, what are your thoughts uh, overall uh, as a start to the season, away from home? One all, are you pleased with it? Uh, Oddly enough, mate, I am, to be honest. I think I, I kind of predicted us maybe to capitulate and to lose... Uh, first game of the season, I thought, you know, Bournemouth will be on the up. They've just survived, got a new manager who, you know, sometimes you get that new manager bouncing. Obviously, yeah. we are away as well. Uh, having lost so many players, so much negativity from the press. I don't know if you saw, but West Ham have the lowest hoper meter. I think uh, yeah. the Sky Sports did a, a survey on that. And coming into this season, they had the lowest hope of any football fan in the Premier League. So, I think um, all things considered, uh, especially considering we actually scored first as well and we were on the front foot for some of the game, uh, yeah, I, I'm fairly pleased with it. I think we had some good performances in there. You look at that side and you think, you know, you chuck Maguire in there, maybe a new formation, uh, you know, Alvarez coming in as well, Ward-Prowse potentially as well, obviously at the time of recording this video on Sunday. Uh, with those sort of additions, um, I think we could be playing fairly well this season. Whether we do switch to the back five or not, I'm not sure. But the one concern for me, I think, in this game was um, without Jared Bowen, I don't see where the goals are coming from, Mark. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good point there, mate. I mean, it's it's just, it, I thought it was a good game, actually. Lively game from West Ham. I thought, like, like you say, mate, it was a... Um... For me, more of a relief. Actually, I was I went into the game much like you, a bit pessimistic. I I, I did I didn't really fancy us. I, I, that that Leverkusen um, final preseason game gave me nightmares. Really, I'm going to be honest. It really sent some shockwaves. I just thought <clears throat> we're in for a really really tough season, and I just had no hope for Bournemouth away. Really didn't. Uh, I did put I did predict it one all, but I mean I'll be honest, that was a kind of hopeful one all. Keep mentioning maybe, that. To be fair, I've noticed. They say again. 
You keep mentioning that, to be fair, the, the one-all prediction. <laughs> I mean, have, have you joined the Predictions League with uh, Dave and X or something? Is this some sort of plug? I mean... It isn't. No, it isn't. That's a, uh, it's not. It's not. I'm just a bit... I'm, I'm quite surprised myself. I really am because I kind of went to thinking, you know, you never know. Might get nick, nick a one-all here. But um, no, I was actually pleased. If you, Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, when you talk about the goals, I mean... I mean, as you say, Bowen was was, was the goal scorer. Um, but let's go through the, the, the sort of key moments then, uh, Riley. The, the first half, I thought West Ham dominated. I thought we played very well, far far better than Bournemouth. I feel like we we didn't really get out of our third gear though. It kind of felt like you, could, you kind of looked at West Ham thinking, why don't you really go for this? If you really really push for this, we could. I thought we could. The game was there for the taking. I, I've got to be honest. I'm fairly disappointed with Bournemouth. I didn't think they looked. Overly lively. I didn't think they looked really up for it. Appreciate they got quite a new squad together and a new manager, but I was expecting more. Like you said, I was expecting that new manager bounce, that new fresh season, and being away from home. And the weather was really it was decent as well for a football game. I just kind of thought it was all the, the ingredients were there for a really um, positive Bournemouth performance. You'd expected them to be really lively, but I thought West Ham were by far the better side. I, I, I was surprised really that come half time we were nil nil. But we we could have been, mate. We could have been. We could have had a couple of goals through that first half. Thomas Suchek hit the post, um, which I thought was unlucky. Great to see him back. Um, sort of looking like his old self a little bit, Thomas Suchek. We'll come to him a little bit later when we do our um, you know, um, Man of the Match kind of uh, awards. But I thought he played well. He also had a couple of headers that went narrowly over. Um, so good to see that, I think. I think that was a really good... Um, uh, uh, yeah, thing to witness, you know, see a player that we we haven't seen play that way for quite some time. I'd say probably two years. We've had a pretty a pretty low below par Suchek, so it's nice to see him sort of looking a bit more like his old self. Um, but mate, it was half time. It was nil nil. Um, but again, second half, I thought we came out, played very well. We were back in control of the game, looking pretty decent, good on the ball. Again, not really, really going for it, but we were sort of we were all right. And then fifty-one minutes, mate. Uh, Jared Bowen goal. What, what was your thoughts on the goal? Um, well, it was nice to see us win the ball back quickly. Uh, obviously, mm. Fournau's taking a more central position, which is something I think a lot of West Ham fans, including myself, have called for this season. Uh, and then you know, uncharacteristically quick thinking from Suchek to slip mm. it into Bowen, and you know, Bowen does what Bowen does, mate. He, he slips it into the top corner. Uh, really brilliant finish. Again, a lovely to see a player actually just take some initiative and just and just go for the shot rather than mm. you know try and pass it around and make a pretty goal. Um, and yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good uh, play to win it back so quickly in midfield, slip it into Jared Bowen, put it past. But um, yeah, we, after that, I think the um, consensus obviously we weren't able to watch the game because of the three o'clock uh, blackout and stuff, but. Uh, I think the consensus amongst West Ham fans is that we didn't really put our foot on the gas after that and we kind of sat back quite a lot. Uh, mm. And obviously that did result in uh, Dominic Solanke scoring his goal in the end. Uh, unluckily deflects off Thomas Suchek. Uh, could Ariola have done a little bit better? Should he have stayed on his feet a bit longer maybe? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. But he, um, he does end up taking it around the Frenchman. And, you know, they, they had been... Uh, you know, creeping on the door a little bit before that. I know Brooks had an effort that almost went in and another player, I can't exactly remember his name, but he hit the bar as well. So yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think 1-1 was the correct score in the end, to be fair. Uh, but it's a, it's a shame we weren't able to, you know, put our foot on the gas and really cement ourselves in the game after having gone 1-0 up. And we had some mm. late chances as well. You know, Paquetta hitting the post. I feel like that was a lot, a fairly easy chance, you know, 
tough to see that one hit the post. But mm. yeah, other than that, it's um, it's one of those games, I suppose. It's first game of the season. They're always going to be a bit hit or miss. Uh, you never know how they're going to end necessarily. So uh, to you know get the draw and not lose, look like we've got some decent makings for this season. I think it's all positives, really. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm not walking away from it really disappointed and annoyed. I, I do feel it's a, an opportunity missed. Like you say, I, I, the, the Paqueta chance should have, should have been taken, in my opinion. That should have won the game. That, that should have seen the game, game off West Ham. And um, I, I actually think that would have been deserved probably more so. I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence with the whole whether Bournemouth, where it was a fair result in the end. Because I do think overall West Ham probably would have better side, probably edged it. But... As you say, that the frustration was that once we scored the goal, which by the way was an outstanding goal, like you say, you've got a great description of it, Riley. I was I was I was really impressed with both of the, the build-up, like you say, before now I was winning the ball. I like the fact Suchek released it quickly, which is as you say, a bit unlike him, but he just seemed a bit a little bit more confident yesterday, Suchek. He looked a bit more his old self. And yeah, I mean Bowen <clears throat> just Proving um, some points actually that David Moyes made after the game, which is you know basically alluding to the fact that Bowen's actually starting to become a striker for the club. He looks like he's got the attributes now to be our main striker. I actually don't deny that. I actually started to see that as well. I think Bowen really does have that finishing quality about him, and and that was just a prime example. I mean, it was that was a top top draw finish, and really really pleased. But we sat back, we, 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 we got nervous. I think we were, we went one up and it's almost like we've got a little bit of a hangover from last season. We still lack that confidence to, you know, get that killer instinct to go, go for the jugular and go, right, let's get, let's get the three points done. Let's keep going. Because let's be honest, if we hadn't done, done changed our shift, I think we'd have won that game. But I think there's a nervousness amongst the players. I actually, <clears throat> I disagree with some of the comments from fans because <clears throat> like most, I would have said, oh, David Moyes has instructed this. David Moyes has said to the players, right, go on then, let's defend, let's defend the 1-0 the, the and see it out. Maybe he did, maybe he did, but that's certainly not the comments that came from uh, the players and even Moyes himself. Moyes was annoyed and felt that we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have changed our approach. And Dave, Dave, Jared Bowen actually said in his post-match interview, the players were the ones that sat back. There was a nervousness amongst the players and once they scored that they wanted to protect the lead, um, which is really disappointing, really annoying that we've done that because effectively that shifted the whole game. And then that kind of alludes to, to that notion that Bournemouth probably deserved something out of it. But then you kind of think, well, we, we actually invited it on. We, the reason they had more ball of the ball all of a sudden and suddenly looked a bit more of a threat was because West Ham just started defending. And then we offered basically nothing going up going up front. Um, yeah, Speaking I, of which, I, mate, saying hmm. we had nothing up front. Obviously, Dominic Solanke scored for Bournemouth. He's hmm. someone we've been in for. Does this game highlight to you the importance of signing a striker this summer? I suppose it does if we sell Antonio. I think if we lost Antonio, I would certainly say, yes, we need to sell a striker. If we keep Antonio, I'm probably not so much leaning towards we desperately need a striker. I know we've sold Skamaka, but let's bear in mind, he barely played last season. Um, we missed a lot of him a hell of a lot. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm a little bit on the fence of it. I, I've got a feeling... I mean, it, that's how I'm, I'm sitting. I, I sort of feel a bit like that's just I'm fine with how things are if we keep Antonio. If we lose him, then I think we desperately do. We will need another striker in. Um, because I, I, I'm not too actually dissimilar from Moyes in regards to Bowen. I actually do think, I think if West Ham do bring in, say, Cole Palmer to operate on that right, I don't think having Bowen as your, sort of your focal striker, I don't think it's actually a bad thing because I think he's proven he's actually pretty good up front. He can he can cope. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. And whether Solanke is the answer, I'm not sure either. Um, I, I don't know uh, because I know that we have been linked with him. But 
it's difficult, isn't it? it? I'll tell you what, Riley, I, I get it's difficult because we've, we've made so many mistakes with strikers now. We've had so many come in and fail that I'm kind of getting to that point where I just don't, I don't get overly excited now about the whole West Ham hunting a striker because we always seem to get it wrong anyway. Um, so, yes, if we can get the right person in. If West Ham can go, if we sell Antonio, go and get the exact right striker in that, that will fit our system and work perfectly, I'm all for it. I don't want West Ham going out and spending £45 million on a striker that just doesn't fit West Ham's system again. And then we're having to rely on him. He plays in the system, it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden we've got a system that's broken again. I just, I, I don't want that. So, yeah, mm. I'm, I, I think I'm a little bit scarred, I think, from the whole striker pursuit from West this football club. Um yeah, the goal, though, the equaliser, um, I mean, it was coming because West Ham sat back again. We did our, our usual routine. Frustratingly, we didn't didn't operate like a big club that goes for the, go, right, let's kill this game off. Let's go get it done. Let's get the three points. We didn't. We sat back desperate. We treated Bournemouth with far too much respect, considering the fact they were pretty bang average. Um, they didn't really cause us any problems, really. I know they had a couple, like you say, they hit the bar and a couple of bits. But even then, we, we weren't really not in control of the game. We pretty much controlled it for most vast majority. So I don't know why we sat off. We, we behaved as if we were away at Arsenal. And we've nicked a 1-0. We've gone, right, let's sit back now. Let's protect this. They've been battering us, but we're going to need to protect this win. That's how we were behaving. And you're thinking, well, hang on, we've been the better team most of the game. They're not that great. Let's, let's go and kill it off. So that was a bit annoying. The, I, I don't really, I don't blame Ariola for the goal, actually. I actually think it was more Zuma, to be honest. I think he was a little bit daydreaming. I don't know whether he was daydreaming or what. I'm not quite sure. But he, Solanke read it and he didn't, effectively. He didn't read what was happening. And it's a bit unfortunate. Um, but overall, mate, I'm not going to be too... Uh, too annoyed about it. Um, I'm going to be honest, final thoughts on the game, mate. Um, and so, sorry, the result itself. I'm actually quite relieved. Um, I feel I, I feel a sense of relief today. I, I was I was very much anticipating a Sunday of feeling a bit down and thinking, oh, here we go. Another a defeat. We've now got to go and get a result against Chelsea. We're going to have to get three points because we're in trouble. Now I'm looking forward to Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, no, we played all right there. I actually think if we get a couple of signings in this week, I think there'll be a good atmosphere at London Stadium. I'm fancying us. Um, one thing I want to mention or I'll talk to you about, Riley, is the midfield, because that for me was the ultimate relief because fair play to David Moyes um, for, for the three he selected. I thought was excellent. I think he was really good to play Paqueta because let's be honest, Eddie, there's, I was certainly suspecting that he wouldn't be in the squad because of this link he's got with Manchester City. Um, I thought him and uh, Suchet pair well, and he brought in four nows back into the central where he, he he's so uh, effective. And I thought the three worked really well. What was your thoughts on the midfield three? Yeah, I mean, um, I like the midfield three. Uh, I wonder where uh, Alvarez is going to play when, uh, you know, assuming next week uh, is when he's going to be fit. I do wonder where he's going to play in that system. You know, I can't see him dropping uh, Suchek and I can't see him dropping Paqueta. So I imagine mm. it'll be... So I wonder how that balance will work out because obviously... Um, they kind of pivoted, didn't they, Fournells and Suchek as to which player was going to be more defensively minded. Mm. Um, I feel like Fournells probably took more defensive duties than, than Suchek in a way. Because um, I think that, you know, that, that is a good role for Fournells. He knows he knows what he's doing in that role. But having the number six come into the side uh, could potentially change the dynamic of that midfield, which is mm. quite interesting to see. And I'm surprised he didn't go for Flynn Downs at CDM. But like you say, I think it probably was the... Right call in the end. I think, you know, Fournals is very sharp in midfield, gets the foot on the ball well. Mm. Um, obviously, we know how, how good Paqueta is. And um, we've got to talk about it, mate, because Thomas Suchek, realistically, it's probably one of his better West Ham performances 
in mm. recent times. He got forward a lot more, uh, obviously assisted the goal for Bowen, also assisted the goal for Solanke, but I think it's quite harsh to, mm. you know, to, to pin the blame on him for that. Um, hit the post early on in the game as well. And that was quite a tough shot. He, he did quite well to even get it on, uh, mm. on the post. So I think he played he played fairly well and uh, the midfield seemed to work pretty well. But I do wonder when Alvarez comes in, how that's going to shift up the lineup, um, mm. who's going to play where and um, if the midfield is going to play as well. Because obviously we were able to get on the front foot a lot more because you've got three attacking-minded players uh, bringing Alvarez is in is that just going to slow down the play? Is that you know, or would you know, would on the flip side, would Alvarez have actually been able to um, do the same thing Fournells did and pick up the ball that high up the pitch? Uh, would he, you know, would he have dropped back and allowed Bournemouth to come onto us because he's not a, as forward thinking the player? And also, if he was in Suchek's position, would he have been able to cut out the ball and prevent their goal? So, you know, quite a few different things to think about whether whether he'll even get the start in the Chelsea game will be interesting, but mm, I think the midfield mm. worked pretty well for how we needed it to work in the Bournemouth game. Yeah, it, it creates a dilemma actually for David Moyes now all of a sudden, because that was one of the better performances we've seen from a midfield, certainly all pre-season, you know, because, and, and we've lost that Declan Rice. That's a huge, huge hole uh, in our midfield, but I thought that three worked really well. I, I thought it was a great balance. I thought, like you say, I think the, the, the link-up play between Suchek and Fournals was excellent. It just worked really well. I, um, I was very impressed with it, actually. Um, with, with Alvarez coming in, I mean, you, he's a defensive midfielder, so you can't imagine he will be playing any way advanced in advance. Right? He won't be slotting in where Fournals is. So you imagine he will be alongside, say, a Paqueta or another, and then Suchek puts him forward. The only sad part about that is then Fournals, because once again... He's either going to be dropped or he's going to be shifted out to the left side again. And let's be honest, he's quite obviously clear for everyone to see that he's more effective in the central role. So he does create a dilemma to David Moyes. But let's be honest, probably not a bad dilemma. It's not a bad dilemma to have, to have more players for, you know, good players for a certain position. It's not that bad. And we do need rotation. So I'm not suggesting it's a terrible situation to be in. But it does make you it does make you think, what's going to be the starting eleven? then? Who's going to be your, your best players? I suppose the time will tell, but um, yeah, I, I, overall, I, that was my biggest um, plus and biggest tick yesterday was the midfield because that's where I thought we were going to struggle. I've got to be honest, when I watched that Leverkusen game, mate, they were walking for that midfield, mm. uh, 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 literally not only centrally, but both wings as well. They were just walking through it and I was thinking, oh my God, like Bournemouth are going to just have a field day against us, but I was so surprised how well we played. I thought we looked, we looked pretty solid and that was really, really good. A um, couple of points before we go into the uh, Man of the Match awards, matey. Um, I want to talk about Jared Bowen. A great, you know, great goals we talked about already. But um, quite interesting to see his comments after the game and his celebration. There's obviously a lot of speculation regarding Bowen at the moment. Well, not a lot of speculation. It's just, the club are trying to negotiate a new contract with Jared Bowen. There's been, there was a report a little while ago that he was reluctant to sign a deal. Now, I don't want to have a go at Sean Whetstone because he's he's a reliable guy and um, and whatnot and he's very credible. Got good links with the club, so he he has reported on this previously. But he reported um, a little while ago that Jared Bowen and Thomas Suchek were refusing to to entertain any new deals because of the situation at the club at the moment, uncertainty with the manager and all this kind of stuff going on. Um, well, that's obviously the pour, water's been poured on that quite quickly because Suchek just signed a four year contract. Um, and I'll tell you what, Riley, maybe his, maybe his performance has something to do with that. Maybe he feels a bit more content now. He knows his future's here for the, for the 
for the foreseeable and he feels better. Um, obviously, Jared Bowen hasn't yet signed a deal, but apparently talks are ongoing. But I was really impressed with Jared Bowen's comment. Let's be honest, Riley, this has been a summer for West Ham fans of feeling quite scar, uh, quite painful. You know, quite, uh, losing Declan Rice has not been an easy one to take. It's been nasty for us. And let's be honest, watching him play for Arsenal at the moment isn't an easy sight for West Ham fans. I'm, I'm sure you'll join me. I don't know whether you've seen the, the, the clip of him singing, I think it's North London Forever or something, whether it's whatever the song's called. And I personally didn't really think that was I'm not really bothered that much, but I just found it a little bit like, really? Like your first game of the season, you're singing that? It's a bit bit harsh on West Ham, knowing that West Ham fans will see that. But yeah. at the end of the day, he's an Arsenal player now. He's That's his allegiance. He can't, we can't deny that. So he's not going to keep referring to West Ham all the time, is he? But personally, all I'm saying is West Ham fans have felt quite hurt, quite a painful summer. So I've got to be honest... I was actually quite touched by what J- that Jared Bowen said after the match. I don't know whether you've seen the comments, but I'm just going to read you a quick statement he said. He said, the really good thing about this group of players is that everyone wants to play for this football club. It's a real family structure and you can take pride in the shirt and the fans absolutely love you for it. Now, that's exactly, I think, what the fans needed to hear. It's almost like, yeah, I, I actually wonder if that's a little swipe at Declan. Slight slight dig because, we, you know, him obviously departing. I'm whether it's a dig or not, I don't know. But it's certainly a feeling of, like, he wants to bring a bit of unity to it. And I don't know if you saw his celebration, mate, but he was kissing that badge and you could see it meant a lot to him. So um, I'm really pleased, mate, with that. I, I, that's, I think that's exactly what West Ham fans need to see and what needs to hear because, let's be honest, we have felt a little bit broken. What, what was your thoughts on, on that, mate? Did you, did you, did you, one, did you see it? And did you, uh, and what's your thoughts on his comments and the celebration? Um, well, I mean, sometimes I do question whether he's right, whether every single player in that team does really want to play for West Ham and, and really does actually know what it means to put on a West Ham shirt. But, you know, I think for the most part, uh, the commitment of this group of players in the last couple of years, you can't really question too much, can you? Um, I think mm. even Declan Rice, uh, you know, I know I know we have our thoughts on him, but, you know, realistically, he was an absolute professional from the you know, the last time he kicked a ball for West Ham United, he, he never seemed um, like his head was somewhere else. And whether that was just professionalism or or PR or, or just being fake, um, you, you know, you never sense as a West Ham fan that he didn't want to play. Either. Even when we knew he was going to leave this summer, we still had a glimmer of hope that maybe he would stay because of how much he loved the fans and how much he showed towards the fans. So I think that mm. togetherness of the squad the, that David Moyes has built has definitely remained, even with uh, Dex's departure. I think you'll have a couple new uh, faces in, which hopefully will, uh, you know, add to that as well. And uh, yeah, I think Jared Bowen is just a proper leader. Um, someone that we haven't really mentioned for captain, but potentially a, a mm. good shout for the captain of the club. And uh, I do wonder if maybe it's more so he's pointing towards Lucas Paqueta as well, maybe, uh, that maybe he does want to play for the football club and it's he's not as inclined to join Man City as uh, reports may seem. But um, yeah, obviously it's always positive when a player comes out after a match and and, and says a thing like that. And Mm. I think that's the main topic of this season is that this group of lads has to stick together. Um, Mm. It's going to be a tough season. It's going to be a tough time. We're going to lose maybe Paqueta as well. If someone came in for Jared Bowen, you know, who knows, maybe even he could leave. I think the core of the squad just has to remain calm and you know this isn't the the season where West Ham survive without Declan Rice it's a season where they reinvest in a few players and they and they play a new brand of football without Declan Rice so you know I, I do hope that 
he is right and that we do see throughout this season a, a big commitment from all the lads. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think we've got any risk of losing Bowen, mate. I don't think, I, I mean, Paqueta is a little bit of a different scenario. Um, purely because of the money that's being touted here from Man City. And we're going to talk about that in another video. So I think, and David Moore's kind of alluded to it, it does look like it's probably something that's going to happen there at the moment. But, you know, it's not certain. But I've got to say, fair play to, um, well, one for Bowen for saying those comments, which I think was needed. Uh, I certainly needed to hear it. Um, not fair play to Lucas Paqueta as well. Because let's be honest, he's it's not his fault. He's not done anything wrong. City have come in for him or coming in for him and want to buy him. You can't blame him, the man. Like, you know, he's a world-class footballer. I know he's only been here a season. I don't think he really intended this season to be his last at West Ham. I'm, I'm sure he was looking forward to the campaign. But I think once City come in and say, look, we're really interested. We want to make Hugh Gundogan's replacement. You can't really blame him for going, look, you know, I, I actually really wouldn't mind that. Like, I'm going to, I want to go and compete for the title. Like, you can't blame the guy. And, and we'll talk about, as I say, we'll talk about it in more detail. I won't go into it now, but um, yeah, I actually think it was a, a great that from Jared Bowen. And do you know what? Talking about quickly before we go into man match, then I, I actually got a feeling as well, uh, David Moyes' comments regarding Bowen. So David Moyes came out after the game and sort of suggested David that. Jared Bowen's now got the attributes of a striker and it's, he's given him that thought process now thinking, well, do I need to go out and invest a striker? I've kind of got a ready-made one here. He seems to have the ability to take that role on. And like I've said, I actually don't disagree with that. I think Bowen is showing those signs. He does look like someone that could be converted into a, a, a striker um, position. I mean, he's finishing, let's be honest, he's, he's unquestionable. He's, a, he's probably our best finisher at, at the club. So, Yeah, um, but I, I do disagree with that slightly because... Okay. Um, I think if you put Mo Salah in a central role for, for Liverpool, he doesn't do as well as he mm. does on the right-hand side. I think half the reason Jared Bowen is as good as he is is because the striker takes away attention from him. He's, he's able to cut inside, take that mm. central role, but from a wide position. You know, if he if you man-mark Jared Bowen mm. and uh, give him the same treatment you give to Antonio, for instance, I don't think he'd be able to get through on goal enough. I think he'd be watched too much. When you play on the right-hand side, you have the freedom of being in multiple places at once, being able to cut in, having the mm. striker draw attention from you. Um, yeah, I agree. He's definitely our best finisher at the club. But let's not forget, Jared Bowen has played a striker for us before and it really hasn't worked out. Um, when we've had Antonio injured, when we've had other players injured, um, he's played striker for us before and, and it didn't really gel the same way because mm. playing as that inside forward, that's Jared Bowen's role. So... Unless maybe we come up with a system of having two strikers and here's one of those two strikers, yeah, yeah. which I do think would work as a, as a lone singular striker in like a three up top formation. That for me just doesn't work and it hasn't worked in the past. It's I, I know what you're saying. I, I, I think I'll get the feeling that my vision of it would be that let's just say we get a Cole Palmer in and you've got Cole Palmer operate more on the right, Bowen operates more centrally and then so you've got Ben, ben Rama on the left or, or another. Um I quite like the idea of having that sort of Liverpool uh, setup where they used to have those sort of like the like three operators sort of full strikers effectively and, and, and rotating amongst each other during the game that could possibly work. I don't know. I just I just get the feeling that Bowen seems to be maybe taking that next step in his career. I feel, I, and what I'm, I'm alluding to as well is because maybe this will be a, a, a way of securing his long-term future at West Ham, maybe that he would like that. You know, if, if you say to him that we're actually going to consider you being your main, our main striker now, the main goal scorer for West Ham, then that could well be a, a little bit of a nugget for him to think, do you know what, like this this is what I want. I, I want to be the main man. I want to be the main man up, up top. I don't know, but 
who, who knows, mate? It's going to be certainly be an interesting couple of weeks, isn't it, coming up? Because we've got the transfer window wrapping up. We've got a you know, busy schedule with football coming up. So, you know, it's, I, I, yeah, I'm pleased with that result. Really, really pleased with it. And, uh, you know, it could have been better, of course, but it is what it is. And I'm, I will take it on to the next game. Um, man of the match then. So I'm going to give you my three, mate. Um, third place, who are we going for out of the top three? Who, who have you got first, actually? Who have you got for third? Well, I've got Thomas Suchek first and Jared Bowen second, but right. I can't really come up with a third. I mean, potentially, it's probably one of the two midfield partners in Fornells or Lucas Paqueta, um, but I'm not entirely sure which of the two I really want to go for. So, so do you say Suchek because he's your man of the match, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what world we're living in at the moment, but yeah, Thomas Suchek for me is the man of the match. I yeah. think he got a good foothold on the ball. Um you know, came close with a couple of chances, obviously got the assist for the goal. Um, and I think it was just a real comeback game for him. So he's man of the match for me. And obviously, less said about Jared Bowen, slots it top corner, uh, mm. absolute leader on and off the pitch. And then obviously third place, Paqueta and Fornaus kind of take equal weight for me. Um, okay. I think obviously Paqueta could have won it at the depth there. Uh, Fornaus practically created the opportunity for the first goal so i think they've both got attributes for me that that, that could give them third place cool i mean I, I i'm not too far off you mate to be honest i've, I've gone for um paqueta got third place for me i thought he was i thought he had a good game uh considering the fact he's got speculation around him fair play to him really because he could have well you usually see when people are linked with moves away they rarely feature so for him to then come on and play and actually play really well look up for it and give it a good go and bear in mind as well you're risking injury aren't you if you've got a dream move you know, practically days away, possibly, to the Premier League champions. If, that, if it, of course, happens, then it's a big risk for him, isn't it? To say, I'll tell you what, I'll go and play 90 minutes of a Premier League game before that. Because if he does, he's cruciate or something. That's it. His season's over and he's moved, he moves gone. So, uh, uh, fair play to him. Um, so, yeah, Paqueta got third for me. Thomas Suchek was second. Um, I was so pleased to see it, Suchek. So, so pleased. That was that was probably the biggest one of the biggest highlights, along with that midfield, was seeing Thomas Suchek actually put in a decent shift because, my word, we haven't seen that for a while uh, from him actually putting a... Not say a good shift, but you know what I mean? Uh, he actually looked pretty decent on the ball. He looked, looked comfortable. He had, a, he had a good game and he could have scored a couple of goals, actually. So, fair play. And, and, and that's long may it continue for him because um, I've given him a fair bit of stick. Obviously, a lot, a lot of people have over the last couple of years. So I was actually really pleased to see that. Uh, Jared Bowen um, was my number one mate for that. I, I, I just think he's he's looking great. He's looked good all pre-season. He played really well. So dangerous. And obviously, the goal kind of capped it, didn't it? It kind of edged that man of the match award for me. I think that was just a brilliant finish. A lovely way to start the season. What a first goal for West Ham this season to you know top corner from outside the box is just what you want to see. And uh, long mate, continue, mate. So yeah, there we go. What can we say, mate? It's 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 a it's a good result. It's it's a positive performance and a decent result. It's not not the best. It could have been a lot better. Let's be honest. We could have nicked all three. We should have taken all three points. But I'm not going to be too annoyed about it. Chelsea next. Um, are you feeling before we wrap up? Yeah, are you feeling about that? Are you feeling a bit more confident going to that one? Uh, if we can get a couple of the signings over the line, you know, if we get Ward Prowse in and and Alvarez is fit for the game, and, and we've got a clear, I mean, for me, I think the key to all of this is Maguire because I think if Maguire comes in, we have to be moving to a back five system, and, and if that's the case, I want to do that sooner rather than later. Mm. Um, and I think that could work fairly well against Chelsea, but you know, having James Ward Prowse in there. I'm thinking, will it even make much of a difference? You know, who, who's going to come out for now? Suchek, the, the midfielders all just had a very good game. So, mm, you know, mm. are you going to take out Suchek, Fornells, 
uh, for Alvarez. Surely we haven't just signed Alvarez to not start him. Surely we haven't signed uh, Will Prowse to not start him. So, you know, what midfield are we going to be fielding against Chelsea? And, you know, it's going to be a brand new one. So it is a bit of a risk. But, mm. um, yeah, I think Chelsea, we'll see how they play against Liverpool today, um, whether they're going to be on top form. They don't really have a recognised striker at the moment. Uh, mm. I know they've got Nicholas Jackson, but obviously he's just come in. You know, it's his first sort of season in the Premier League. Um, mm. You know, is he going to be on uh, as scary as someone like Nkunku? Definitely not. Um, and obviously, Poch is still going to be experimenting, trying to find his first team, his, his best team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly think it's a game that um, maybe with a few signings we can get a point out of. But um, yeah, I'm not feeling the, the most optimistic about that one, to be honest. Well, I mean, obviously we'll do a proper Chelsea preview on the game before. And I think the picture will be clearer then, mate. We'll know a bit more. It's hard to predict at the moment. As you say, Chelsea haven't even kicked a ball this season yet. And we, we've we got a busy week coming in. We don't know uh, who's going to be available. Or you'd, you'd imagine Alvarez will be in a better, better place to start or possibly be involved, as you say. And Will Prowse, I suspect, will be a West Ham player. Um, certainly, I'm pretty pretty sure of that by, by then anyway. And also Harry Maguire, I'm not convinced just yet of whether that's going to happen this week. But you never know. Um but certainly, I, I, I am one that's going into the Chelsea game feeling a bit more towers are up a little bit, thinking, do you know what? First game of the season, London Derby, uh, first home game of the season, London Derby. I, I actually feel a little bit optimistic, mate. I'm feeling pretty good. And I think, you know, if we can put in a decent shift, I think we've got every uh, every chance of taking the victory there. So, um, yeah, onwards and upwards, mate, and uh, on to Chelsea. <laughs> Podcast Network.